Welcome to Drunk on Comics, episode 253. Tony here, not as always, like I used to always say, <laughs> because sometimes I take a break like last week. But I am joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Josh and Linz, Hello. to have another exciting, fun podcast for you all. We talked a lot, a lot, and a lot more of X-Men today. Yes. My favorite thing to talk about comics-wise, so... You went on a tangent for sure. Lynn's approved, yeah, because <laughs> I reviewed X-Men Blue number one, and you know who the star of that is? Jean Grey. <laughs> so, you know, put your seatbelt on. <laughs> we talked about uh, the new casting for the upcoming Deadpool movie. Yes, that we're all very excited about. Yes. And we also talked about event fatigue in Marvel making the great announcement of no more events after this one. Woo! We'll believe it when we see it. Right. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Drunk on Comics, episode 253, How Long Is It? Well, I am sorry that I, I missed last week. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Maybe. I know you weren't. Know. Just, you guys could just do it whenever without I know. forming to my busy schedule. We literally waited till like almost the last possible minute to do it. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> but that was okay. Cause yeah. It, uh, it worked out. Acoustic-wise, like it sounded decent, so... Yeah, good. You guys made sure at least the, the microphone was recording. Yes. Yeah. Except for you guys had a third person on who I didn't hear much. Oh, so. Kinda Connor? Yeah. That's he was he's kinda only kinda on. there. Yeah. <laughs> That's why his name is now Kinda Connor. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm, I always am glad when I leave the show in good hands when I'm not here. Not that I'm like... He's throwing us his bones. See, nobody yeah. wants it, Tony. <laughs> okay, then. Fine. Fuck you guys. It was actually the worst piece of shit I've no. ever heard. In fact, started telling everyone about this show, and I'm like, but don't listen to this last one. I wasn't on it. The acoustics were horrible. <laughs> yeah. There's some child on it. I don't know. You can't you, drink when there's a child around. What the fuck? <laughs> I will tell you this, though. I it didn't stop me two weeks ago. <laughs> I will tell you this, though. I, I do... It, it sucks when I'm not on the show for two reasons. One, I do love exploring my nerdy knowledge, you know, with everyone else. And and it's just fun to talk about things that I feel superior in talking about sometimes. Yeah. Or actually just learning from you guys when you have all your knowledge that you bring to the table. So it, it's that's just one part of the show that I, that I love the most. <laughs> The one other thing is, there's so much shit that I want to talk about that you guys sometimes, like, you do talk about, and I'm like, man, no, I want to say something there. (laughs) But you can't, you missed that. I mean, the whole X-Men controversy and everything. Oh, yeah. That's something I was like, damn. Yeah, he's been fired, by the way. Yep, that's what I was going to say. It's updated, and he was trying to come out saying, like, oh, it was a mistake, or you guys misinterpreted No, fuck that guy. See, what you need to do is you need to post in the comment section on the website, Tony, and then it'll be <laughs> promptly ignored. <laughs> They'll just like it's spam, like yeah. everybody else that comments <laughs> on it. Um, no, and I can't remember the guy's name because who cares anymore? His career is over. But <laughs> he, uh, everything I've seen on, on the update from that is 
him posting, wah, wah, my career's over. <laughs> like, what the fuck did you expect to happen? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and, uh, they're, like... I know that uh, you guys didn't get into uh, Iron Fist, really, but... No, it was I, just a kind of review. Yeah, and I was going to kind of be like, what the fuck? But, you know, it, at this point, like, my review is going to be kind of short, too, and yeah, I just said it, what the fuck? So <laughs> that, that was my review right Wait, there. Wait, so what the fuck positively or what the fuck negatively? Oh, my God. Okay. So glad you asked, Josh, because yes. I will tell you exactly how I feel about that show because I have someone that wants to hear. Great. It was complete garbage. I mean, from the setup in the first episode, it actually made me very happy. Um, God, and now the 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 brother and sister, when they were like, who the fuck is this guy? He's not weird. Danny semi-incestuous feeling. Oh, that also, I also felt that way a bit until towards later on. Right. And I was hoping it was going to go that way, but when (laughs) wasn't, I said, wasn't going to go. I was like, you've been watching (laughs) too much Game of Thrones, I think. think. we need to rewind and listen to that again. (laughs) Biggest thing, that was the best thing was their their, um, scrutiny of him being Danny Rand was actually the only good part of this entire series. Because you see too many times people come back like, oh, yeah, you're so-and-so. Mm. No, why would you not honestly believe that person died in a plane accident? Right. How would they ever survive? This person coming about is definitely not him. Suspicious. So He, bro- he also, broke into her house and kind of stalked her a yeah, little bit. Yeah, and also, how many times could he have been like, yeah, you remember that time when we were playing Monopoly and whatever his name was, like, yeah. was a dick? <laughs> well, me, and they would have been like, we didn't tell anybody about that, you know. Like, how, well, he could have done a lot more to to yeah to quell their fears, but he kind of just went off as if I belong here, and why wouldn't people think this is weird that I just came back when they all yeah. thought I was dead? Like, that's the part where I'm like, Danny, you are a fucking idiot. Which brings me to the whole problem with this whole thing was the way they wrote Danny Rand, right? Who. I think him as a character would have been good, except for when they showed his past self having straight hair, and all of a sudden it became like a full-on bush pube hair. <laughs> like that doesn't happen in real genetics. So it's from the plane crash trauma. Trauma yeah, hair, yeah. just static hair yeah. there. So besides, <laughs> the that, monks did that to him. They didn't like it that he had straight hair. Yeah, and I don't know why they made him <laughs> the curly hair. I mean, it was obviously because they cast him. Which facial-wise, he kind of could remind me a bit of of Danny from the comics, but a little less muscular. But that aside, he was a whiny little bitch as a character. And this isn't him as an actor. It's how they wrote him. Right. That he didn't understand all of his powers. Like, we don't need a fucking coming of age, oh, I just found out how to do this. No. I wanted a full-on one episode. One episode, have the past of how he became the immortal Iron Fist. Show him that he survived the plane crash. Instead but of keep show, flashing back to it every episode. Which was weird fucking, yeah. we, like, the transition to flashback, which they showed the same scenes over and over, over and, and over. And over. It was so fucking much filler that it was Feel annoying. Like every time they did a flashback, they always added, like, a second to it. So they just kept getting longer and longer and longer and longer yeah, and show longer. A little but bit it was more. always the same stuff. Like, they didn't start from a point and then restart from a different point. It was always, like, same stuff, second longer. Well, they, yeah. and they didn't even get into why, the, like, why he, he he's the immortal Iron Fist against the hand. Like, what's the big thing of why you need to beat the hand? I was told. Why were you told that? 
what are they going? Are they about to bring the apocalypse? Are they going to summon a dragon? Which we know that's how he got his iron fist, anyways. But are they going to summon a different dragon? Like, what is the point of fighting them except for I'm just supposed to stop the hand? Like, bitch, please right. come up with something better than <laughs> than that. Right. And that his powers, like I said, didn't he didn't know how to fucking heal. He had to have some other guy tell him that. Like, pretty sure the monks would have told you some of this. Yeah. Before you left. I think and, that was one of Connor's biggest problems with it too. Yeah, he should have just came as a badass. Sure, you could still have the. I'm an idiot and think everyone should know me. And that would have like been like that sucked a little bit in writing, but here you are fighting people and even the fight scenes half the time suck. Some of them were legit, but the bad ones overshadow the good ones. Yeah. It was just all around not really well put. And this was the one that I was looking forward to the most. Right. I mean, even Jessica Jones didn't really have a, a past, uh, like show her how she came to be. Hers just got in it and she's been doing her investigating and, she right. kicks ass. She doesn't want people to know. She can. It like, was like late in the season before they ever flash back and were so like to her car accident. Yeah, show the yeah. car accident. But yeah. that was, I mean, like, and then they we, they wrapped it up quick. Yeah, we also we had uh, Luke Cage already involved with that, so we kind of seen him. So we didn't even need really flash. But how they did his as well. The whole episode backstory. Well, yeah, that and, was amazing. Yeah, and that how he be- yeah. became in- yeah. impervious to everything made sense and when they put it in was cool and it didn't they didn't keep flashback to right. it like oh wow Martha this or something so <laughs> no, they, that's just the Mar- Martha trick. moment they were totally trying to do the arrow <laughs> thing with that show I think. Oh, because you know. that's, I mean, the, that's what the Arrow does. Yeah, yeah. It's like the whole, well, but they do that every episode. And it's... It's, it's an ongoing story. Yeah, so yeah. they always have the two storylines going on. The the current and then what happened in the past. On the That island. kind of ties to the current storyline, though. So those actually fit together really well and make mm-hmm. sense. And it's not the same fucking scene every single time. But tying it, it into the series and everything, the Night Nurse. And wow, did they shoehorn her in this yeah, one. Yeah, they did. The other ones, it made sense mm-hmm. how she came up in Daredevil. And actually, in Jessica Jones and, and Luke, because when she helped save one and then is like, are you fucking kidding me another one? That made kind of natural sense. Right. That all of a sudden, she was learning, you know, jinjitsu. Yeah, like Colleen. Yeah, it yeah. just yeah. didn't... It, it's, I'm like, wow, now you're really forcing this down our throats that she's involved with all of them. Yeah. Like, and the lawyer... To oh yeah, that, no, that one didn't even feel forced though. That seemed a little more. It was. She's a, a little, powerful lawyer, yeah. and actually, when he was talking about needing a lawyer, I actually thought Foggy was going to be the one that shows up. That would have been awesome. That, so that's that, what I was saying too. So that when she did, that. I go, okay, now we have another connection to Daredevil, and that one made legitimate sense. Mm-hmm. And actually, having someone with a lesser role than those other ones, yeah, it just. Oh. Yeah. I I the, I think we haven't even finished it yet. Like no. we kind of got. You don't need to. No. Yeah. Um, I really like Colleen, like her character, and I'm very excited. I hope they do Daughters of the Dragon, with her and Misty. Well, it seemed like that's what they were trying to do with uh, the Night Nurse. Oh, really? Yeah. Like Ugh. she was gonna be we the ha- other but, the but other side the, of that. But we have Misty Knight. Already, she was in Luke Cage. I know, but that's where I felt like th- that's what I felt like their their uh, camaraderie in this was that. And if you're not that far in yet, you'll see where it kind of seems because all of a sudden, she, when she starts like fighting and everything, like where the fuck did you get these marks? When they tied it in of like I have all these superhero bad guys, like I do need to start learning things. 
cool, that makes sense. Just go to another dojo. You don't need to be into the right, show. Right, right. So, with that being said, uh, thank you for asking me, Josh, my opinion on that. <laughs> You're welcome. What I am looking forward to is they just finished uh, shooting this week uh, Punisher. Yes. But we probably won't see anything because they don't want to take away from the Defenders coming out at the end of the summer. So, who knows? So, does um, do you think that Iron Fist's character will be better when it? team arrives or do you well, think he's going to be the want 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 to the team i think he is they already have that shot and i right. saw one uh teaser trailer of it and i think everyone's going to kick ass i still think daredevil was amazing what they did with that and some of those long fight scenes and yeah, everything those shots were amazing i just don't yeah luke I don't, cage was my favorite i just feel mm-hmm. like though even danny's his powers that he has in the comic books, obviously you can do more in the comic books than real nitty-gritty things. Right. But he is seems almost more impervious to bullets where the few times where he used his fist to block a bullet, like, it just seemed <laughs> so out of character. I punched a bullet in the face today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, we're, we're already, like, Ten minutes into Yay! the show, yeah. we are drunk on comics, and when we when we get a drinking, we get a off topic. Yes, we do. That's like it's a real slogan. It's <laughs> the first time I've ever heard when it. When we get drinking, we get off topic. <laughs> I can come up with something a little more snazzier yes, than that. Yes, I had one, but we had forgotten it already. Well, let's get back I on. Know. Let's get back on topic with off the shelf. Oh, yes. Off the shelf, where we talk about some books that we really love this week. Linz, what'd you pick up? Who is Off the Shelf brought to us by? It is brought to you by Motor City Comic Con. (laughs) Coming up in a month, and I cannot wait for the show. At the Suburban Showplace Collection in Novi. When I heard you say that, I said it right last week. I'm like, (laughs) thank God you did, and I'm going to just let you go forever. (laughs) Why me, Matt, Derek, and Kevin would always need to put... You guys watch too much prices right when you... I did not. Or why the fuck did they name it that? I know. That's a suburban, weird sub, suburban Showplace Collection? Yeah. Convention Center? It's a little too much words so that much. don't need to be put we together. We need to start shortening it. We'll come up with a super awesome acronym. S- SS? <laughs> <laughs> SSCC? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Off the shelf this week. I have X-Men Blue number one. Which I'm very excited about talking about because it was awesome so this was written by cullen bunn who does great things and he's uh he wrote all new x-men number one prior to or not number one but he wrote in all new x-men prior to this and then he left and it got really shitty so now he's coming back to x-men blue everybody knows they're splitting the x-men titles now we got x-men blue and x-men gold plus a little couple offshoots here some single... X-Men turquoise. <laughs> some, well, Are they we... doing, like, camel cigarette colors? Is that basically what they're doing? <laughs> Seafoam there's no, green. There, there's yeah. no red. There's no X-Men red, although no. that would be a good one. So X-Men Blue is the original team. So we got Jean Grey, Cyclops, Beast, Angel, and Iceman. And these are the versions of these characters that were brought from the past by current day blue beast blue fuzzy beast into the future to try and stop Scott Summers from destroying the world which 
they barely did. Um, and they're stuck here. They can't get back. It's been determined that they will never leave. So their plot device has fully kicked in. Because <laughs> this is the only way you can get Jean Grey to come back. Uh, <laughs> you don't think they're going to have the adult Jean Grey ever come back then? No, I don't think they will. I am okay with that. And this, it's the first like resurrection of something that it works. I liked. Even though they they had for the while there being like if these people die the adults die but then they reverse that and yeah. forget which mini series of the many that they had They've, and like why would anybody ever think that this is the X Men universe Well it would make sense <laughs> Well no it makes sense though from logically a time, from yes. a Back to the Future perspective yes. timeline where when the past self would eradicate but when we have multiple timelines yeah. and multiple nobody knows but they've also but on. actually that was also a, a sticking point when they. Bendis first made this before he retconned it, probably, obviously, right. with, with this whole new series and told them, yeah, just ignore it, was they said distinctly these are the exact past selves of them, which is why it would be a Back to the Future direct Situation. link instead yeah. of the many from Planet 616A instead of 616B. Like, right. Well, and the only people who really have to worry now are Angel Beast and Iceman. Cyclops is dead. Yeah. So is Jean Grey. So. Yeah, that's true. Really. <laughs> <laughs> and this Iceman's gay, and the current Iceman's not, so... No, yeah, he, he's gay, too. Is he? Mm -hmm. Did he come out? Yeah. The, the adult one? I yeah. thought it was just the past version that no, came out. He, he's then suppressing it all the time, because he said, yeah, I am. I've, oh. I've always known it, too. Which... I missed that one. Yeah, and that's kind of another one of those... So you can come out of the closet twice? Is that what he I'm He did hearing? come out of yeah. the... Yes, come out of the closet twice. The other thing that is in this book that I missed at some point in time, and I don't know, you seem like you've been trying to keep up on the X-Men a little bit more than I have, which is surprising. Um, Angel has cosmic fire wings in this. Do you know how he that I, that Nope, that I did They're not know. They're pretty fucking badass looking, though. I mean... Archangel is probably the most badass looking angel there is, but Cosmic Firewing Angel, he's kind of scary looking. That, I do wonder where <laughs> that comes from because, well, because oh, they look like phoenix wings and yeah. cosmic fire. But I know that he didn't, see, because I haven't followed it too closely because I didn't like this grouping, I followed all the other X-Men. You didn't like the There's new, no, There's no, like, the really apocalypse around to make uh, his... Uh, horsemen mm. which is where i would feel like let's rehash that right. story and get him these and also it is nice distinctly to have not him get the metal wings again we yeah. have an archangel already who is badass. one of the cool yeah badass yeah. he's one of the coolest <laughs> but then in some of the past stories of angel that they've had of him being a legit angel like not just that he was born with wings and is a mutant. Oh, no. He actually has a divine spark within him. Just like they also made Nightcrawler have a non-divine spark, whatever you call it, like yeah. an evil spark from Hell's his spawn. dad. Yeah. And that just got a little too... I don't know a mutant could just all of a sudden pop that like divine spark in them. Like... I'm all for them having, like, also, celestials. Also, that's not a mutant ability, then. Yeah, really. but he could then heal with his blood and everything, uh, and it got into much. a real, like, <laughs> what are much. you doing to him? But yeah. you're trying to make him an angel angel when 
he just call him Angel because he looks like an angel, but he doesn't need to be a fucking angel type right. thing, you know? Well, and that's how Stanley worked with these names back in the day. <laughs> it wasn't like they had some sort of hidden meaning to him. It was literally like, oh, he's Cyclops got wings. Cyclops only has one eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jean Grey, she's Marvel girl because we're Marvel and she's a girl. <laughs> Anyway, getting back to the story. Wolverine, because I really like U of M. <laughs> um, so they've they've created their own team. They're going off on their own. The original X Men are being the original X Men. They've they've segregated themselves off from everybody else, and they're working together. Um, the biggest difference in this team is Gene is now the leader of the team. So no Cyclops. He he's there, but he's not the leader. And it's my favorite part of this. It. I don't know if they do it in the new comics, but in the older comics when you read X-Men, it would introduce the character and then it would give you a little box that was like a synopsis of their character. Mm -hmm. And under genes it says, telepathy and telekinesis. Telekinesis. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Team leader. And then after that it says, about damn time. And I went, yes! That was my exact reaction to that. So (laughs) I'm very excited about Jean Grey pulling her... uh, power trip. I think it'll be awesome to see. Um, but this it, this book reminds me just so much of like the old team. Like they they Colin Bunn wrote it in a way that reminds me of the way these characters got along in the original books. Like it seems very innocent, but you can tell like there's also newness from like them being in the current time to it. Although it's hard to tell because if they were the original X-Men, they their adult selves would be, like, in their 70s by now. So, clearly... <laughs> well, that's what time is but, on a scale. So, they've, they've Marvel, collectively, has slid the origin stories of all their characters forward in time as we've gone forward in time so as not to age the current characters too much. However, Cyclops talks a whole lot about shit that he misses in this book, including barbershops and getting straight edge razor shaves. And he's For not. Two bits. <laughs> and, it's, and it's very clear, like, he's calling out to, like, the past, like, the yeah. way past. So are they from the 60s? Or are they from the yeah. 90s? I do wonder. <laughs> Did you get straight razor shaves in the 90s? <laughs> I almost do wonder, though... I don't think people went to barber shops and asked for straight razor, razor shaves until two years ago when hipsters started doing them That's again. true. I think in the <laughs> 90s, you just went and got a homeless person with a knife to cut your hair. <laughs> I think that was the grunge thing to do. Yes, it was. <laughs> Did you read X-Men number one ever? Like, the original? Yes. original? Does this have any... Does that have any callbacks to, like, all of a sudden, in that one, he came out from getting a shave, like, no. randomly, and it no, was almost and, like and a callback to that scene? I think Iceman... Or Beast, or one of the other guys, because they're at each other all the time, like they were. They're like bickering, like they're family. And kids, yes. And one of them goes, you never were old enough to get a shave back then. (laughs) It's like, he's nostalgic for this thing that he never used. Well, he's just being Cyclops then, which is... exactly. And Oh, and I will say this, though. What I love most about him not leading the team is that it, it is a different dynamic because he's always been the leader when a lot of people have not liked Cyclops no. for numerous reasons. I used to hate him. But kind then after he, well, when he became a dick was when I started liking him because, like, yeah, that's like my leadership on this podcast. He's an <laughs> asshole. He but, does what needs to get done. No, but in all seriousness, though, 
when like the oh, fuck what was it, schism happened and then Wolverine did his school and mm. he's kind of like we needed to have like soldiers I'm kind of like kind of liking this new Cyclops when he became a dick to Professor X I kind of didn't like him yeah. but then when we saw that he was right with the whole IVX thing and then kind of like he redeemed himself but oh dead yeah. like yeah he's he's a tough character I kind of just don't like him I think he's a baby, really. Like, he's just so dramatic. Like, I get his life was hard. Gene died, like, five times. Emma Frost was a bitch. You know, he was always dating telepaths, which can be good for somebody's, like, self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, maybe stop dating telepaths. That's yeah. just something you do. <laughs> but they're... So in this book, they're going against a character I don't actually remember... And he's got a really weird name, and it's... Is that Batman? It's black. He's got a bat on his shirt, and he kind of looks like an old-timey, like, villain type. And his name is Black Tom Cassidy. It kind of looks like if Stephen Strange put on a bat shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Black Tom Cassidy? Like, what kind of name? First of all, he's not black. He's no. wearing black. Well, yeah. It's like Dirk Manning calling himself Black Dirk Manning. <laughs> just because you wear black all the time. But I believe, though... Isn't black his, magic. Yeah, but his, yeah. His, his nickname is Black Tom. Yeah. So, I mean... I mean, but really... Maybe, he, maybe yeah. he has a black friend named White Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish that were true. Um, Do have to ask Dirk if he knows him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we go to the same tailor. <laughs> um... So it's, I mean, it's it's your very basic X-Men versus the villain fight. You know, he underestimates them because they're kids, and then he realizes that they're the actual X-Men and not new kids. Like, they're at the actual X-Men, and he's like, oh, you guys look a lot younger than what I remember, and stuff like that. So it's kind of a callback to that. And then the Juggernaut shows up, and he sees Cyclops, and he's instantly pissed, because what does Cyclops do? Killed his brother, Right. Professor Xavier is Juggernaut's brother. I don't. Yeah. Did you know I do. I did know that. I did not know that Cyclops had killed Xavier. Oh yeah. In. Uh, what was the series? It was just recently. It was right after AVX, wasn't it? Uh yeah, but it was the protocols or yeah. no? It wasn't the protocols. That was earlier. Fuck if I remember what the names of half these events are. Right. So Cyclops killed Professor Xavier. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And here's the Juggernaut. See Cyclops. And he's the Juggernaut, bitch. And the... Yes. <laughs> well, and he's totally... Like, he works on the Hulk t- kind of level where the angrier you make him, the stronger he gets. Mm-hmm. And Gene can't affect him because he's got... His brother was Professor Xavier, so he's yeah. got the brain shield on and yeah. all that stuff. So... They're going against him and trying to go against Black Tom... Black Tom and the Juggernaut. What a duo. (laughs) And it's just, it's like, there's nothing surprising that happened. Like, they win, of course. It's the the first book. Of course they win. They figure out how to win. Surprise. It's not, there's not anything spectacular that goes on, except at the end everybody's... Was it kind of uncanny? (laughs) A little uncanny. Everyone's taking, you know, I mean, really, it was fun watching Gene just kind of 
run this because she's deciding what everybody needs to do and she's making the decisions, which is not something Jean Grey would have done in the past. She would have instantly gotten hit by something and knocked out and somebody would have had to save her, which is terrible because she's very powerful. Um, but so, and watching her try to use her telepathy and she's kind of weird about it. Like she's kind of on that edge where she's pushing the rules a little bit. Like she knows she's very powerful now and she's kind of pushing what's okay to do. Like she's getting in people's heads. She's like mind raping people left and right. Mm. She's never would have done that in the past mm-hmm. ever. It was totally against her thing to go into people's minds without their permission unless she needed to. So it was, just really interesting seeing the dynamic and you find out at the end dun 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 their new leader is Magneto oh he's he's leading the that's the bad guy (laughs) he hasn't really been a bad guy in a while it's just really interesting that you know he was their villain in the original series and now he's leading them and they knew him as a villain when they came here so real quick the end of this book little side story they introduce a new Wolverine. I was going to say, did yeah, are you yeah. going to talk about the Wolverine? Yeah. Whole Who, new character? It's Wolverine's son, and mm. I can't remember his Jimmy. name. Thank you, because they don't, they don't say it in Jimmy the book. Jimmy they, They've posted it online that they've confirmed that that's who it is. So it's his son from the Ultimate timeline, which mm. is over. Oh, Jimmy, because James. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. So, I, was thinking, I was thinking that's a bad successor to somebody named Logan. <laughs> but, <laughs> he, Wolverine has a ton of names. Yeah. Um, so it's the like it's just you're in the Canadian wilderness. There's a when when digo Wendigo 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 and that's people go hunting after it. Boom! Here comes somebody with claws. They Wendigo and this Wolverine type character fight, and then it's over. Yeah, so it's it's interesting now how many of the Ultimate World have come about in this new world since well, uh, we Secret World. Miles, of course. Yep, we have Evil Reed Richards, aka the Maker, who is awesome. We have just realized that the Maker is also uh, what Cynthia Von Doom, uh, Doom's daughter. From there, we have now this new Wolverine. Uh, yes. Thor's ultimate Thor's hammer is also oh, here in the six one six. Ultimate Molnir. Yeah, sounds badass. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what else? Like, is there going to be some event that brings these uh, ultimate people together? And actually, I I do know that, and technically, yes, somehow. But what does that all mean? And what's Jimmy going to do now? I mean, join up obviously with the X Men, right? And and so they can have a Wolverine. Uh, there was speculation at first uh, with the covers and solicits a while ago, and it's actually one of the few Marvel has kept the secret. Because a lot of people saw this person with legs and claws. Oh, yeah. They even did one here where it's just the old team with a guy yeah. with his claws popping out, and mm-hmm. you're like, mm-hmm. who could that be? And I, I, well, they also had some blurry ones where, like, you didn't see three claws, you saw blur. So I was thinking for sure... It was going to be Laura. Well, okay, or Dakin. Yeah, Yeah. and then you find out, oh, wow, it was someone else. That is kind of good. Which makes me happy that Marvel's keeping shit under wraps, at least until the day of these books come out. That was very nice, yeah. Even though this one's kind of like, oh, yeah, but, I mean. Well, and this, just another thing, because in the back they have five, four? Four panels, I can count. Four panels that are upcoming 
series or issues. I don't know if they're issues for this or issues for other, but we have the very bottom. We have Professor Xavier, glowy red eyes. Yeah, more things to come in X-Men Blue, and that's partly what... I'm very excited, actually. I'll, I'll talk about maybe some possibilities of that in news and notes. Oh, okay. But first, I'm going to get to my book. Yes. Which is Weapon X number one. Oh. Weapon X number one, X. written... Uh, it's going to be funny later on when we get to boost in the book, I'll tell you that. <laughs> written by Greg Pak, uh, penciled by Greg Land, oh, Greg inked by Jay J, uh, Leinstein, and um, colorist uh, Frank Diamarda. Did you say artist is Greg Land? Yes. Oh. No, the penciler Greg Land, but I mean, he penciled. Yeah. Mm, he did my f- most favorite Phoenix picture ever. Oh, really? Yes. This, I, I picked this one up for two reasons. One, I didn't remain faithful to the Old Man Logan series like I wanted to because I started feeling like, oh, this is, like, old. Although, and as we recently learned, you might have been wrong in that decision. I know, and I'm a little pissed <laughs> off about that. May have to go look at some solicit or some old, uh, anyways. Uh, so, so I wanted to get kind of back into, but this also doesn't just involve him, even though whenever Wolverine's in a book, it's always going to revolve around him. But this also has to do with Warpath, um, with um, Sabretooth, and other people from the Weapon X program. So with that being said, this sets out with him just kind of, you know, Canadian wilderness and in the woods, and then these death, like, not sentinels, but like death uh, robots, uh, Terminator-type things that are wearing, like, human skin and then come out and, like, have fucking, like, adamantium claws start ripping into him, and they have a battle... And I'm going to make this as short or sweet as possible since your review went like 20 minutes. Well, I was talking about the X-Men, so nobody is surprised by that. <laughs> and I will say this. It, this book is is kind of a quick read. The art is amazing, but a lot of it is kind of more action pages and showing things. But it's really when Wolverine catches up to... Uh, he finds Sabretooth. Mm. That the best thing happened. And like, I'm really skipping over a lot of like kind of some backstory of the Weapon X here because... As what you said within the Logan series, they had a giant flashback of who is everything. We see the Weapon X program now trying to recapture some of their uh, their X's, mm. um, so so to say. And right now they're saying that there's really only three out there still: uh, Wolverine, uh, Sabretooth, and I think the other one was Warpath that was shown uh, not captured yet because they had Lady Deathstrike already within one of the things saying she's going to kill them all. What they're going to do with all of them, I don't know. Is this going to be where they're going to debut that adamantium Hulk now? Remember we were talking about that oh, a couple weeks ago? Oh, yeah. Not 100% sure if this is the book that they're going to debut that in, but... That's scary still. He meets up with Sabretooth. They're talking like kind of old chums, and it seems like they're not at each other's throats right now because this is a different Logan, but also this old man, Wolver- old man Logan can... Uh, he knows a bit about what's gone on in the world now with his, the original Wolverine. Uh, he goes into this house and just talks about how he just got beat up. Sabretooth also said he just got beat up. And he's just pouring a bowl of cereal being like, well, you know, I guess we'll find out soon. And Sabretooth's like, what do you mean? He goes, oh, well, I made sure on the way here, left uh, my scent and uh, went by a couple cameras and smiled at them. They'll what be does- here soon. And Sabretooth just goes like, 
what? And then the whole place blows up. Like, as if Sabretooth <laughs> was trying to get away from these people. Wolverine, what are you doing? And then it kind of just ends of, are we going to team up? So I almost felt like this book didn't have a lot of sustenance to what just happened. A little bit briefly of showing some Weapon X, what that's trying to capture everyone. So obviously that's where these Sentinels came from when the dialogue in Logan's head was not knowing that. Right. But then it just kind of ended, and I'm like, no, that's not fair. I want more. <laughs> well, you have to buy the next issue. No that's shit. the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's how they've been doing all the X-Men's, though, is they the first one's not, like, entirely backstory-driven at all. It instantly gets into the action and ends with something where you're like, wait a minute, that's the end? Like this one with the whole, you know, baby Wolverine thing and years with the cabin blowing up. and. Well, X-Men is having a huge resurgence right now. Uh, we already had X-Men Gold come out. Yes. And then X-Men Blue, Weapon X, and the all-new Wolverine. Yep. Um, we're going to see Cable coming out soon, Generation X, a Jean Grey title. Ah, uh, yes. Iceman. <laughs> we still have the continue. well... They're probably going to renumber it, but Old Man Logan. Right. And then Astonishing X-Men are also coming out. All with this post-IVX type uh, right. gimmick going on. Yes. And so they haven't narrowed down the X-Men titles at all. They've just, it's just, that has always been my biggest issue with the X-Men is, which one do I read? These characters, like Old Man Logan's in like three of them. I guess that was always true with Wolverine. Well, though. that's what I do like with the blue and gold. They are going back to a... Uh, these two right. different teams so they will and they kind of started doing that ever since uh schism where you had like i said the cyclops and wolverine yeah but it always seemed to not matter when you cross with the x-men anyone can be part of it and i know it's kind of like the avengers or any team within marvel that's true i'm very excited about the x-men resurgence i hope it means something good for the movies probably uh, not probably yeah, not <laughs> but maybe tv shows I mean, they're, they're movies, uh, X-Men lacking, but there is one mutant, a.k.a. he's not really a mutant, but they made him a mutant. Fuck them. Fox has made a big announcement this week. Ah, yes. For our favorite. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? For that was like a purr growl. Purr. Well, it has to do with Ryan Reynolds, and that's always just what happens. Mm. <laughs> our favorite, Merc with a Mouth. And his next movie course we're talking about Deadpool because I guess if you don't know that Deadpool's mark with the mouth why are you listening to this podcast <laughs> um Cable has been cast and I think we're all in a general consensus that this is a very good casting yeah and not somebody that came up when we talked about who our dream casting was for this role yeah I mean, it was I, mean, I, I was thinking about that too it was like as soon as i heard it i was like of course it makes total fucking course. sense yeah casting thanos was the perfect <laughs> thing for fox to do yeah i mean i'm surprised he's allowed to like i'm kind of surprised it's not a non-compete no. that is the one thing that i did yeah. think i mean they well they just started it is because they just started filming kind of Infinity War, how his schedule is going to coexist with that. But it's mm -hmm. a four-project deal. And should say Josh Brolin got the part, yes. not yes. not just Thanos, but he is playing <laughs> Thanos. <laughs> yes. They're putting so, Thanos in <laughs> Yeah, that how that is going to work, I mean, obviously Fox is going to have to then delay 
Deadpool because he already's got the prior commitment to Avengers right now. But then having four four movie deals also kind of lucrative to go on over there. Right. Look wise, I see it. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Way more than. Um, Pierce Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan. Is that was the big yeah. rumor one. He was too old. Oh, that was, yeah, that was I kind of I don't even think that he's well, too they, old. They, it's just his stature is yeah. like, he's very sleek. He's James Bond. Like, yeah. I can't picture him being Cable. Cable is like yeah. a giant, roughed up looking motherfucker. Yeah. Well, he, <laughs> and, 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 he, and, he they, there's a photo of, of uh, Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, and, and Pierce Brosnan. Oh, well, yeah, that's why together. the rumor got started. Yeah, and... Well, That's where it came from. Well, you know, like all of his working out that he did in the Goonies with that like <laughs> aerobicizer has really oh, yeah. beefed up his I would uh, like physique. To, I would like to throw out there that Josh Brolin was also Jonah Hex in the Jonah Hex movie. You guys remember that? I totally that? forgot that there was a Jonah Hex movie. Yeah, there was a Jonah Hex movie. So I now, I, I mean, it is what it was. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't great. So th- this rumor first uh, came out uh, earlier uh, in the week, and then was ver- many people were like, well, I'm going to wait and see until it's verified by some other legit publishing places, because with you know the world and rumors and news galore, I mean, the whole Brad Pitt thing being kind of rumors, but yeah. kind of what they were looking at and just concept art, it wasn't until I personally felt that it was true until Ryan Reynolds uh, had tweeted out a picture of the Deadpool glove with a frappuccino and the foam in the face of Josh. <laughs> oh, Ryan. I mean, and, and then not only that, but like next to him was like uh, a, two different dominoes. One that like had like a little star, like, so they were like a three domino or whatever so it was like an eye, two eyes and a nose and like he drew a mouth with like a star on one of them and the other one on the domino he drew like a black like circle around mm. the domino like so they were deadpool and cable yeah no it was so it was like domino and oh in cable oh because domino domino and then he just drew on the other one yeah. as cable. so many hidden meetings in here he yeah. this this whole mar- the market you know the deadpool movie was great the marketing for deadpool is always was, on point yeah. well was was ryan reynolds born to play deadpool or was deadpool born to play ryan reynolds like <laughs> yeah. which one of those two i mean it goes hand in hand with hubie and wolverine like i don't see many more iconic like any, or no, I wouldn't say even that. With I, uh, um, a Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man, yeah, that was. I don't see anyone truly being able to do it. I could or see Tobey Maguire playing Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could see other people playing Thor. I can see other people uh, having been Captain America. Right, right now, um, Chris Evans is who I see now. But someone else could have been cast that. Right. But I don't see anyone else being cast as. Uh, Iron Man, just like I don't see anyone else having been cast as Deadpool. Right. Like mm-hmm. it just wouldn't have been the same. No. And Cable could have been ten different people oh, yeah. that I wanted to. This one is 
quite satisfying. It is. Yeah. It is. I'm not I'm not mad at it. I was holding out for some Ron Perlman action, but I know mm. me too and like <laughs> seriously, I was like if they didn't have we knew they'd have to have cast someone by the time Motor City came. Right. But that was I'm sure he gets it all the time though. Like, are you gonna do this? Are you gonna do this? Like you're gonna be cable? It's just perfect looking and he's so he seems like he he might not be, but he seems so grumpy. Like he would yeah. be perfect for cable. He could just be Ron Perlman. <laughs> <laughs> But no, this is perfect because Lord knows he can, uh, Josh Brolin can beef up. One thing, though, about the scheduling, I was thinking, you know, Thanos is pretty much 100% CGI. Right. You know, it's motion capture and everything and voiceover voice. work. So, so he just has to do voice work. Yeah, really. and some motion capture stuff. And Does he even have to do the motion capture? Probably to get his mannerisms, you know. That's probably about it. Couldn't somebody else do his mannerisms? I don't know. <laughs> there's probably George W. Bush he did play George W. Bush in that movie that's true he did <laughs> so maybe they could get George W. Bush <laughs> to do his mannerisms for oh. Thanos I do though wonder if they're gonna I do wonder if they're going to make any references to Thanos I mean they already kind of made a Green Lantern joke in the other. they totally the, made a Green Lantern joke and if they joke. make yeah. Jonah Hex like joke as well like that would be just hilarious. because of who he is and you can like, also do sin city too oh, oh yeah. my god i mean damn he's been in a lot of comic books that i haven't realized yeah. jesus well that's all they make anymore so it's i guess it's not all that i think surprising. it was only sin city 2 also. yeah he I don't wasn't think he, he wasn't in the first one. i don't remember him in the first one yeah at all i think he played clive owen's character in the second one that's yeah it was like before he got a face change oh right yeah <laughs> Somehow you can go from looking like Josh Brolin to looking like Clive Owen. That's Frank Miller. Yeah. <laughs> a lot can happen. So, yes, that was exciting. The one one of the two little bits of news that I got excited about this week. <laughs> uh, the other one being Watchmen is getting an R-rated animation treatment, which... If it's being released by the same people who have been doing all of the DC animation, then I'm very excited about this because say what you will about their movies, their animation game is on point. Yeah, Dark Knight. That the, was, that the Dark was Knight really Returns. Good. Dark. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the Wonder Woman. All of them. All of them are really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there, there are, and not even just the R-rated ones. Like all of them are good. The new. Yeah. Um, Teen Titans one just came out, and that is supposed to be amazing. Also has Kevin Smith in it. I'm not partial or anything. (laughs) But um, this is supposed to be like a true adaptation of The Watchmen. So we're not talking like... We're, we're talking squid here. They're going to go full squid, and it makes me very excited. I've I've read The Watchmen, and I watched the movie, and they're very similar. You watched The Watchmen? (laughs) Oh, you're watching The Watchmen. I'm the one watching The Watchmen. (laughs) Who's watching um, you? Wins. Me. Yeah. Like a creeper. <laughs> <laughs> Around the corner. As I'm reading The Watchmen and watching it. <laughs> so, I, you know, the movie was pretty, especially the um, uncut version. Right. It's pretty close. That's the thing. The People that shit on the movie, I'm like, you're talking about, I guess, one key fundamental flaw that adapting it it wouldn't have made as much sense right. because you would have had to gone into a lot of other shit that actually they're remembering shit more 
mm-hmm. Mandela effect. They're remembering more from the book that wasn't even there to set up the big bad guy. It was just uh, Ozymandias said, I made this happen. It wasn't a real threat, and it got annihilated, and poof. There was really no setup. So when you're watching this on the big screen, many people have never watched Watchmen and be like, where the fuck did that giant alien came from? You get that story from the story within the story of the Watchmen, which wasn't needed for the big screen. I don't find that movie was that bad. Oh, I liked the movie. I liked it. Yeah, I still think it was great. So why the need for this animated one? And and if it's going to be rated R... I mean, I see if they did it a little more PG, it'd be for the younger crowd. No. But if they're going to make it R, they're definitely not going to be drawing sex scenes, though. Oh, God, I hope so. Oh, why, why not? They? Because that just seems a little, why do you need to? I mean, because obviously those were... Why do you need to film them? <laughs> <laughs> because adults are going to see it when there's going to be a mom and pop that pick this up because it's a cartoon. It's Clearly true. you've and never cartoon... seen anime. It's... Yes. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Also, Tony's right because I don't know how many times I worked at the video store when they started coming out with those more adults. Like when Batman Returns came out. Yeah. The animated one. And parents were grabbing it off the shelf because it's a Batman cartoon. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm. Yeah, How like, old's your kid? Five? No. Mm. I mean, I see them there's, saying... There's, there's swastika nipples in yes. this. <laughs> I think that the backlash of making it PG-13 or PG would be far harsher than them yes. saying are, meaning that they can shoot people and swear in it. Right. But the need to draw sex scenes... I don't feel needs to be drawn into. What about Blue Dick? How do you feel about Blue Dick? I do think Blue Dick needs to be there. In (laughs) fact, I don't like that they've just covered him up. I feel like it should be even bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Just even... We're like, you can't see the tip. It always hangs out of the scene. (laughs) You know know how I make my dick one foot long? Fold it in half. (laughs) Oh my god. Anyway... (laughs) <laughs> what? Who's the artist that did the Watchmen? I can't remember now. Um. Well, obviously it was written by Alan Moore, John yeah. Higgins, John and Higgins. Dave Gibbons. Dave Gibbons was the artist, and John Higgins was the colorist. Okay. Well, they uh, they never really got in depth with the Blue Dong. Like it was always like the couple squiggles, yeah. if I remember yeah. right. If they got more in depth with it in right. the movie. You're going to go do some research later. Yeah. Well, because it was actual penis in the movie. Yeah, it was actual penis. I doubt that um, Dave Hay- Gibbons was like, I'm going to spend some time like drawing <laughs> pubic hair. Did, that, <laughs> or like, did Watchmen come out in 3D? <laughs> I feel oh, like it should have. <laughs> I, I, you know, I mean, I, I enjoy the... The Watchmen, the original. I like the movie too, but I I think an animated one would be awesome. I do too. Well, I think though too. Part of like the real reason why they're doing this is to go on the cusp of them having the Watchmen coming into the main DC universe now. What better way to have synergy, right? And all that stupid Bring corporate. Bring it back out. Yeah, yeah. And well, you can't really do a sequel to it. And actually, I'm pretty sure that Alan. Well, they did though the the sequel books that kind of did did. exploring the other past of the Watchmen and everything because yeah there was nothing kind of after the event everything went in its way and yeah so anyways they could do a little bit more that route of Watchmen 2 when they made it 
but I don't think that's the way they're going to go. I think Alan Moore has cursed them so that they can't <laughs> do a sequel because he was not okay with the original movie. I doubt that he would. Oh, he didn't like the original movie? Oh, I never heard no. He's explicitly said that he was spitting venom all over the making of this movie. Huh. Which I kind of want to see, but Alan <laughs> Moore spitting venom yes. on a movie because he doesn't—he's not a really—I mean, he's just kind of a recluse guy. But anyway, I'm excited about it. So Is he just pissed off about what they did with his squid. He's just Alan Moore. He's like, My squid. Yes, that's what he did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. It's what's. I'm gonna be interested to see is how long it is. Two feet. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we just discussed that. I thought he's talking uh, about the movie. The, the, oh, the oh, movie. oh. Yes. Right. Uh, <laughs> if it's going to be like an hour and 15 minute animated movie, like then they're going to cut a lot more uh, from yeah. it than, right. you know. A lot but, more than, yeah, cutting a lot more than just <laughs> circumcising yeah. it. And so, there's like, I want to say the uncut film was three and a half hours yeah. long too yeah, that's, so that's a, you can i think you can fit a lot more in and, animated wise yeah but you know what i'm happy for is a sequel what the labyrinth oh they have actually officially finally announced a sequel over so many eons aka 30 years yeah. since the original that there is a true uh sequel coming to the labyrinth uh, rumors set aside um, that have been popping up all over the place of like when will this happen is this happening and Never. they've all been lies yeah now this is what they've been saying there's not a lot of news to it except for they're they're saying it's not a true sequel but it's going to be more of like you know a spin-off than a sequel so obviously it's not going to explore the goblin king for obvious reasons. No, because they can't replace David Bowie as the Goblin King. Yeah. Well, or, 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 or that bulge. Him, like they did or the, like Star Wars. that bulge. <laughs> that Goblin King bulge. And we, I guess I could have segued in for uh, the bulge from uh, the cock with yeah, the yeah. Not sequels or anything. <laughs> but besides... Uh, all dick jokes all the time at Drunk on Comics. <laughs> and, 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 and like, Jennifer Connelly just being too, like, I don't want to say old, but like I well, mean, she's, she's not, still she's, beautiful. She but could be going like, after her child this time. I or guess. I mean, or, or it could be, could be going. Yeah, or, she will obviously probably have a role as like a parent and yeah. decide to have she's a kid. The new and Goblin then, King, Goblin Queen. Oh, that would be that would actually be neat. kind of awesome. Yeah, <laughs> she married David Bowie and they mm-hmm. ruled the Goblin Kingdom together. Either or, I I have faith that this will be given like the right um, touch because Jim Henson is one of like the best companies ever and even though they canceled the muppet show because people don't watch shit when the muppet show came out last summer oh that was great actually yeah Uh, it was really good and every time they've tried to recreate it it just doesn't have that but i'll still rewatch those fraggles i'll watch that fraggle rock anything that is muppet muppet movies like so glad those are at least doing good that they're popping those out every now and then right that Jim Henson has a part of Sesame Street, like just let let their company flow. Like, so my question is, Labyrinth was one of my favorite childhood movies, along with 
The Dark Crystal. And The Dark Crystal was supposed to have a sequel and has been rumored to have a sequel for what, like 20 years now? And every once in a while that rumor popped back up and everyone got really excited and then it went away and we all forgot about it. And finally they just did it as a comic book. So I'm pessimistic. That's where I feel... That this is actually going to happen. No, I feel your pessimism is warranted. However, I think with them officially saying this is actually, like, the company is actually saying it's happened. Because those other rumors were unsubstantiated. They mm. weren't really coming from the Henson, the group. Right. Um, it, true, there was originally one way back, but that was also, like, 15 years yes. ago. And it was also prior to Jim Henson passing away. Yeah, so, with that being said, this is legit. They've announced it, so now it's out there in the interwebs. And I'll believe it when I see it in the movie. I'm trying theater. to be a little more hopeful, but uh, can't. I'll, I will. I'll, I will also be royally pissed if they do not. Make. I know, because I mean, La- the Labyrinth is one of the best movies of all time. I am betting that they are going to have the Goblin King in it, and J- and Josh Brolin is going to play. <laughs> <laughs> I might be oddly okay with that, actually. <laughs> you know, Ralph Garman doing it. He can do a mean D- David Bowie yeah, that's impression. Yeah, true. true. <laughs> I don't know if he can do an impression of his bulge, No, though. no one can. That bulge is epic and memorable. <laughs> and one of my friends growing up would rewatch that part of the movie over and over and over again to the point where it the tape snapped. <laughs> so, at least it was the tape that snapped, <laughs> as opposed to his bulge. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I guess. So, you guys, uh, event fatigued? Of course, always and every day. Yes, and I will have to say. I have to give Nick Spencer some, not condolence, like congratulations-ish, that a couple days ago he started tweeting out about why events matter. We understand why they matter, but he was saying more or less invariant cover. Like, he went to bat for events by on Twitter by just stating, you know, this is where we see sales, this is where we see things. Um, they showed numerous increases in new readers, but then there's, us older readers, or not older, more... We've seasoned. Been, seasoned, yes. Veteran. Seasoned readers. That uh, say, so what? And you keep just retconning everything, yeah. and, and why Why does it matter? So, although he had some very fine points, it's still going into... We have another... IVX just happened, and now we're going into Secret Empire, which is a huge, I guess, another Marvel event, which we just, uh, the other year had, was it two years now? Yeah, I think it might have been actually two years now. Which, Secret Wars. Uh, Secret Wars. Yeah. But they had all these other events going through. Well, we just had Civil War this past. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it went right from Secret Wars to Civil War, pretty much. Well, the lead up to Civil No, that was AVX and then Civil War, but then yeah. IVX. Yeah. And, why not Ugh, be something? They're totally X- doing Avengers event, X Men event, Avengers event, X Men event, <coughs> Avengers event, X, and then so the next one will be. Well, this one is going to be a huge one that involves Hydra infiltrating all of the government and right. everything, and it goes back to what you were showing with the with the next time on X Men Blue with the uh, Charles Xavier there. So, in one of the most recent uh, Captain Americas, where we've seen that he was an old agent of she- of 
Hydra. Right. And the first issue, but then they're like, there's more to the story. Oh, and then you yeah. find out that it's all about the, because the Cosmic Cube having sentience and rewriting the past. How much of the past is it actually rewriting? Like, is this legit now that this truly happened in this universe? Time has no essence or meaning now in the Marvel Universe, so why should anyone fucking matter? But that being said, in the same issue, uh, Captain America number 15 that came out last, or Steve Rogers 15 last week, you know that the Red Skull has had a uh, Professor Xavier's brain yes. in his skull, and he's had the telekinesis and everything. Yes. So, with he's that... brain collecting. Yeah. That's now got surgically removed, and pretty much Rogue took it, and threw it up in the air and had Human Torch, like, cremate it. Well, when they broke broke it uh, out of the science lab. I'm picturing this happening, and it is very comical. I don't know yeah, why. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's now rumors of, you know, she says that it was disintegrated to the molecular level or whatever, just pretty much saying no one else will be able to get a hold of his brain, which how his brain magically gives people... You know, his psychic abilities, I don't know, but hey, it's comic books. But there's thoughts of, when Rogue threw it in the air, though, did, did, like, they clearly in one of the panels showed, like, the dust particles kind of going, like, in front of her. Did any of those particles touch her? Did Mm, maybe she she absorbed some of his powers? high on X. Maybe, yeah. (laughs) Maybe did. (laughs) And that's a thought I thought of... it was funny. Yeah. I didn't think Xavier should come back. His world and his... It's dead. His it's world dead. is dead. It, it should be a death that I... Even though I love him to pieces, he also had some pretty dark shit that he did. Like, <laughs> yeah, he did. fawning over Jean Grey and, like, hiding Cyclops' brother and all these other shit that he's done that I really don't think that the world that the X-Men live in now need him back. Keep him dead. But, then again, we like to bring back past heroes and so is she going to be the way that he comes back and i undoubtedly think yes probably but anyways about secret that's Empire, about all rogues good for is plot twists we also already know that there's another yeah we already know there is another event afterwards generations which from what many people are saying is probably going to be like heroes reborn so we're going to be seeing some of these dead people coming back to life I hate that we already know the event that's happening after the next upcoming event. Yes. Like, I get they have to plan that far out. It makes sense story-wise, because you... I mean, Marvel and DC have to plan these stories super far in advance so their writers can build up to them, but... Well, we always talk about, like, you know, Marvel has their big yearly retreat and everything, and uh, David Gabriel, who's the vice president of sales and marketing, um, pretty much uh, in an interview... Uh, the other week, has stated after Secret Empire, it's going to end in August of this summer, uh, there's actually going to be put into bed big crossovers for at least 18 months. God. My pocketbook thanks them. Now, <laughs> that does not mean that they're not going to have events. They're like clone conspiracy that was within Spider-Man. I'm cool events. with single storyline events. That's And I am too. The X-Books have a... They yeah. can have something going on. Messiah War thing amongst themselves right. too. 
but these big overall no, like original sin um everyone gets a hammer one that i always forget <laughs> whatever that one was the oprah conspiracy no <laughs> we always you get a hammer and you get a hammer <laughs> or access and what the fuck was that one we really made fun of it so much as the worst ever and then they had some other shitty ones. The hammer one? Is yeah. that the one you're still I have no idea. I'm it was the one I'm when... calling it the Oprah conspiracy from now on. Yeah. <laughs> everyone when everyone got a hammer. Although it had some good artwork and there were some cool things from it. It just was pretty much unworthy of any sort of uh, uh, joke. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what you did there. That was a, that was a mighty <laughs> fine joke, wasn't it? <laughs> Not too subtle. But anyways, uh, this is something that is welcome news and also something that, lo and behold, sales have been kind of showing because DC has kind of been doing this within the past year of having some small things, having some bat book things, but not an overall, like, rebirth, reset them. And I'm wondering if, after the rumors of Secret Empire, if it does have to do with the, um, the Sentient Cube, which, oh, by the way, when the sentient cube came out in the 1960s, as we've always known to have happened from uh, AIM creating it, mm-hmm. we now know that it is actually created 20 years earlier by the United States. Mm. That's another big, like, what the fuck's going on with the past to the present to the future that I'm just like, Marvel, thank God, after this thing, I will go back to you full heartily for 18 months. <laughs> but right now, it's kind of like sticking to some X-Books and Deadpool yes. and... Yes, that's, that's it. it. I agree. Uh, speaking of Thor, real quick, new Thor trailer came out. Thor Ragnarok. Thoughts? Oh, it was so awesome. The, uh, the <laughs> graphics on it, the titles. The, oh, like the actual yeah, title Yeah, it was graphics. like totally ba- harking back to like the 1980s or something like yeah. that. Like it was really. Or porn. If that's what you saw, okay. Well, yeah. Chris Hemsworth Chris is Hemsworth. in it, so yeah. I did see porn. Which, it's a uh, short-haired Chris, no, Chris Hemsworth. I don't like which, it. Yeah, I don't get that, but I he like it. He shaved his head I military style. They, they kind of actually show that in the the preview where they show him, like, putting yeah. him in the chair and cutting his hair off, like, Samson style. Yeah. It, it felt a lot more Guardians of the Galaxy-ish. Yeah, like, there was a lot more, of humor. More humor, and it also makes me wonder if they're going to, within that gladiator type arena have one of them whether drax on an off mission got captured to fight in there or mm-hmm. one of more or less thinking his rocket is in there to like a cameo appearance from one of them to kind yeah. of tie them in more to the series um god drax that would be awesome more if any more drax is always a good more thing. drax less everything else yes <laughs> can you imagine drax talking to thor <sighs> Oh, that was... <laughs> now I need Dude, to giant see this. Dum dum. My favorite line from the 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 preview though was when oh when he sees the Hulk coming at him and he's like I know that guy from my job. No, from work. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, like he thinks the Avengers is his job. That's kind of yeah. cute. But anyway, I'm still really excited about yeah. it. So I just wanted to. And hear. Jeff Goldblum's in it. I didn't. Yeah. I did not realize he was going to be in that. Yeah, he's so. the game master. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Just want to know what you guys thought. Um, So I'm going to do Best on Tap next. I have actually two choices I need you guys to pick from because I couldn't decide. So the first one is Deadpool versus The Punisher. Number one came out this... Deadpool, (laughs) yes. 
came out this week. Um, it's a great cover. Okay. It's got the Punisher. It's very. It's like a card. It's like a playing card. So we got the Punisher on the top half, Deadpool on the bottom half. Deadpool's upside down, so of course everything's falling out of his pouches, which I thought was kind of adorable. And the art is very pulpy, old school. All right. I really like that one. So this is choice number one. The cover artists are Declan Shelby and Jordi Ballard in the colors on this one, of course. And then we got Old Man Logan 21. I do really like that one as well. So Old Man Logan 21, classic Wolverine with all of his old school covers in the background, which I thought was kind of nice. But I think this cover probably is my favorite, more so because it ties to the storyline, which we're... Tony and I are both really pissed that we didn't pick up because it seems they're sending old man Logan back through his own past. Yep. I'm, I'm going to have to... Go. Originally was all about the Deadpool Punisher, yeah. but yeah. Old man Logan. And the art is great. It's uh, Andrea Sorrentino did the cover for this one. So I'm old man Logan 21. Tony's old man Logan 21. Josh. Josh. What do you want? I'm totally Deadpool. Deadpool. Oh, it doesn't matter. Cause yeah. <laughs> we all vote him. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> So that's, friends. that's our best on tap this week then. Old Man Logan number 21. Check it out and let us know how it is because now we want to read it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, Booze in a Book is going to be quick to explain because it also is why we need to talk and communicate a little bit more beforehand. <laughs> this isn't the first time this has happened where a Booze in a Book was also reviewed and off the shelf. <laughs> but Booze in a Book this week is X-Men Blue number one, <laughs> which is kind of why I was like letting you just kind of review that because I'm like... Right, I've read it. I was going to have some some things to say, but you know what? I I felt that it needed to be called out, but also I was reading that the Weapon X right. books. So I didn't want to do both of them, and so I felt okay. What better way to to come up with a booze for this than when did the original X Men come out? Do you remember? Nineteen sixty three. Yep. Is there a booze that came out in nineteen sixty three? And I found two. No, only one booze actually that came out then, and this is what it's paired with, but I have another kind of side story of interest okay. uh, from 1963 that I found out in research. <laughs> but then again, <laughs> are they rehearkening to the old times? We don't know. Maybe we should just black out anyways with some good old Colt 45. Oh my God. <laughs> so in 1963, America gave us X-Men yep. and Colt 45? <laughs> the National Brewing Company in the spring of 1963... Came out with Colt 45 malt liquor. Nice. So, that is your booze in a book this week. That seems pretty perfect, actually. But, uh, a side note that when I was just Googled 1963 beers, and that was the one that came out, was a specific uh, Heineken bottle that came out back in the day, which was designed kind of almost like a brick, because it was to be used as low affordable uh, material to build houses. It was the Heineken brick. Oh my god! And in the in the owner of Heineken uh, designed this the bottles to like not only like when they were trying to make more shelf space and everything, they introduced it for housing purposes. And 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 seeing like a couple old school pictures back in the day of how they interlocked and and could build a wall out of bottles, and there had to have been thicker bottles, so right. these were more. Uh, what what fuck you call them? Stur- 40, 40 ounces or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, was actually an that's issue. actually pretty amazing. So you're telling me, had they stuck with this model, all of our homeless people in Grand Rapids would have houses now? Probably. 
So they only made they only made a uh, hundred thousand of these, um, or you know that would have made roughly like a hundred houses, I guess. Huh. But uh, that's an the, interesting concept, though. Yeah, I mean, trying to sell beer and solve homelessness all in one swoop. I mean, yeah, I almost <laughs> kind of wish I could get a well. Obviously, they're probably collectors editions if you actually found a, yeah. a beer bottle like that. But I just like that's a cool, interesting tidbit. It is some booze we, news. Yeah. I like that. I like the idea of that. Well, well that's about it for the show. Anyone yeah. got any words of wisdom for this week? Yes. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Man. <laughs> I'd almost forgotten the excitement of not knowing the delights of uncertainty. It's Dr. Manhattan. Ah. Uh, that's apt. Stay thirsty for more X Men news.